Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, I made my wife play Subnautica. Well, mostly made you play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you started your own game. Yeah, but you know, and then there got to a point where you were like, just just do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which part was that? That was towards the end? Yeah, when we started to have to there's a there's a rocket ship. There's lots of stuff in yeah, here. Yeah, this is gonna be super spoilery because this game's been out for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you it's a lot of crafting and after a while you have to go back and forth and get materials and she's like, Just just do some of this. I can't do this right now. But it's actually not a bad game. No, it was really good. Um, I will say we poured our heart and soul into this game for about 20 solid hours, and then we just hit a wall of like, dear God, we need to beat this game so that we can do this podcast, and then we've been dragging our feet doing this podcast. It, so. <laughs> it took us so long. We've had this game beat for about two weeks now. Yeah, we just kind of burned ourselves out. I guess I didn't realize how into a super crafting game I would be. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, you really could just keep playing the game. Yes. And never actually finish if you wanted to, I guess. You don't have to. You could just keep base building and making fancier things. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. really, really in-depth. I was shocked. But anyway, a little synopsis, and this is right off the Wikipedia uh, Subnautica is an open-world survival action-adventure video game developed and published by Unknown Worlds Entertainment. In it, players are free to explore the ocean on an alien planet known as Planet 4546B after their ship, the Aurora, crashes on the planet's surface. I guess that's pretty pretty accurate. Now, by surface, they mean it's pretty much all water. Yeah, it's all water. There's two different islands. That you can find. Uh, and there's some alien like crafts in the in underneath that have oxygen artificial oxygen in it but for the most part you're underwater yes or in habitats that you build underwater or your life pod for the a lot of the game which i will say a lot of the reviews for this game have said like how terrifying it can be just for like the sheer suspense of it i really the only time i was truly terrified was if i was about to run out of oxygen underwater or if we were uh getting chased by the reaper leviathans yeah or the ghost leviathans or any of the giant big things in the game yeah and that was only like the first two times after that, I was like, huh, I can just keep going in my Seamoth and be fine because they'll leave me alone after a while. <laughs> so it was not as terrifying as I thought it was going to be, but I could see how a lot of people would think that it's a lot more jump scares, was I a, would say. I also would argue that it's just a lot of the unknown, yeah. too. So you're really, you're diving deep under the water. You get up to like 1,700 meters at one point. Yes. So you're really in the abyss at some point, and it's just a wild... Uh, it's a wild ride. But my, what... my most hated dudes, the most hated enemies, were those dudes that freaking teleported you, teleported you out of whatever you were in. Oh they, my god! I think they I just call them. them warpers, but yeah, they they, oh. they they actually can teleport you out of your ship back into the ocean, and you have to try to get back to your ship. But they'll destroy your ship deep underwater, and it just causes a lot of problems. Yeah. So there's a lot of friendly yes. fish. There's a lot of enemy <laughs> types in the game. Uh, but the primary goal is actually more crafting-based and surviving as a whole. Learning to survive in the environment with the uh, technology that your company has to offer you. Um, 
But why don't we read a couple of the user yes. scores and we can get a little bit more into the gameplay. So I looked it up on Metacritic. The PS4 version, which is what we played, has an 80 from critics, 7.7 from users. The PC version, which is when this is what it originally came out for, is an 87 from critics and 8.5 from users. Those are pretty fair, actually. Yeah, and you can definitely tell it's a PC game when you're playing it on the PS4. Yeah, there's definitely some elements that don't translate super well. Yes. That a computer pointing and clicking and doing stuff that you can't really replicate on a controller as well. There's that, and then there was some, not necessarily lag, but like the generation of the world when you were really low, like underwater, trying to find, like when we were in the, uh, when we found that tree. Yeah, anyway. I can't think of what that was. (laughs) We'll get get into some of that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm sidetracked. Okay. IGN said, Subnautica is a template for what open world survival games should strive to be. It's fantastical, fresh, and frightening from surface to seabed with a story that kept on surprising me and a cast of sea monsters that quite literally haunted my dreams. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, GameSpot says, Diving into wrecks makes for the most intense moments of the game, especially when you're at significant depths. Bigger wrecks almost always seem to be in the neighborhood of the nastiest monsters on the planet, which means you need to sneak in and out. Caves are almost as nerve-wracking and contain an even stronger likelihood of drowning due to their labyrinthian nature. <laughs> that That is true. I also got myself lost in a ship once and made you take over halfway through and then we drowned anyway yeah and then the other time is a monster destroyed our sea moth when we were in a cave and we couldn't find our way out and we drowned we hadn't left it that low beforehand and you're like no they'll leave it alone it'll be fine and we were like in the observatory of like an old uh base that someone had set up and i looked out and my sea moth was gone yeah and you were like it's fine you could just swim to the surface i was like we are 700 meters below and i have 30 seconds of air left (laughs) and uh we couldn't find our way out of the cave if we wanted to at that point yes we uh it took us a long time to figure this game out it doesn't really explain much to you no the game starts with your ship crashing on a planet and you're in a life pod yeah, you wake up and your life pod is on fire. So you have to put out the fire in your life pod, and then you have to repair your life pod. And then you have to basically scavenge the area around you, which is very nice, except for, uh, what are the angry... The most annoying enemy in this game, <laughs> uh, we're just going to come out and say this right now, are these little fish that chase you and explode. Oh, I forgot about those guys. That You get cave sulfur from them that yes. you need for to build something. Batteries. Yes. Ugh. Which are super important yes. in the game. Ugh. But these little fish, you hear this You hear this little creaking, almost like a moaning sound, and all of a sudden this thing's in your face and it explodes. It just explodes, and it takes like half of your health at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's horrifying. Yeah, those guys <clears throat> sucked. But it's really in-depth. I was shocked at how much depth of story there is to this game. Yes. Now, it's up to you to discover that story. It doesn't just tell it to you. You find audio logs, Mm -hmm. and you find written logs that you can read to your heart's content and kind of figure out everything that happened on the planet. But essentially, your ship gets shot down. Yes. So the main... You probably actually learned more about the main plot than I did, or the story. Um, Basically, this contagion got exposed on this alien planet. They couldn't find 
any sort of vaccine. So they quarantined. They the quarantined the entire planet, which sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah, what a time to play another game. Well, we were playing this and had no clue oh that this God. is what it was. We've played Resident Evils during quarantine, and now we've played Subnautica. And it's just... And it's all about finding a vaccine so that you can leave the planet, because you can't leave the planet until you cure yourself, because there's this alien cannon that basically destroyed your ship and caused you to be here. And you can't shut down... They literally, it literally, the alien thing sticks a needle into your arm to test your blood to see if you are infected or not. Mm -hmm. And if you are infected, you cannot shut it down. So we won't give full spoilers, but eventually, your initial goal, when you first get into the game, is you're like, oh, I guess I have to survive. Building a base and survive. That's your first idea and goal. And then the story starts to pick itself up along the way. You start, mm-hmm. you get these radio signals and you start following these clues. Where you get, you know, more data from <clears throat> other life pods that did not make it. And yep. you get more resources and you can scan things to get more things to build. That's how you get your Seamoth, which is our main area, our main way that we traveled. Yep. And then you find a way to, uh, inevitably, you find a cure and then you have to disable the weapon, and then you can build a rocket ship. Yeah, that and rocket then, was fun to build, even you, though we were done by that point. Yeah, and <laughs> your, your goal is to get off the planet after you build a rocket ship. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Right? It, so, the, it seems very simplistic, but it's very in-depth. Yes, we spent probably the first seven or eight hours of the game just in the opening area, and like the... Small area just beyond the surrounding area. it, just building a base and trying to figure out the mechanics and what you can and can't do. And we thought different ways of getting oxygen. We had no idea how to do anything. And then you find eventually you can swim faster. You can get longer oxygen mm-hmm. uh, or more oxygen, I should say. So you can be underwater longer. Yeah, you can get a make a larger oxygen tank. You can make a better helmet that's a rebreather. So, so you, you can d- dive deeper. Yes. Uh, and eventually you can build a submarine. Yeah. Well, that... not the submarine. Let me say, you start with a little sea moth. I'm calling that the submarine, the initial little oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. They call it a sea moth. It's like a little one of those little ocean divers that you see. Yeah. Uh, and you can eventually build these modules that let you... Dive deeper with it. Mm-hmm. Depth and, modules. Yeah. yeah, and then you get something called the prawn suit, which is like a walking mech that lets you drill. Yeah, I. The prawn suit was very cool. It was very cumbersome. <clears throat> it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be for what you needed it for. But I it guess. was really good in the underwater area, and there's lava in the volcano air, yeah, area. Yeah, because it's heat resistant. Yes. Which you need to get through. To work towards the cure. And towards the end of the game, there's a big underwater area. There's various alien bases. When you first start playing, you don't realize there's any alien involvement whatsoever. We we had stumbled on it a very dumb way where we were leaving the first island that you go to. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, just exploring down in the depths, trying to get away from the dudes that teleport you outside of whatever you're traveling in. And there was just this like alien archway yeah and you just have to work your way in and we just walked into it and went oh what the yeah (laughs) we were not sure what was going on nope we're not always entirely sure what's going on anyway (laughs) but that when we were really confused but it made it anytime you found little things like that it made the game much more exciting for me because it added a layer of depth that i didn't think the game actually had we were both really creeped out um 
Because it happened in your game first, because you started your own game at one point, and then you just started playing mine when I was able to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when that like ghosty thing like comes in and is like, "What are you?" Yeah. We're both like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, the game. There's a creature that'll <laughs> talk to you after a while. It was that was probably the creepiest part of the game uh-huh. for me. And so, either way, the plot's actually fairly good. It um, is the gameplay itself. The swimming mechanic was good. Yes. Everything worked great. The oxygen mechanic actually made the game interesting for me. Mm-hmm. As cumbersome as it felt sometimes, it felt fair. Yes. Especially as you were able to upgrade your breathing stuff. Yeah. It felt more reasonable, mm-hmm. but not safe. Mm-mm. No matter how much you had, you still didn't feel safe being underwater super long. So you always had to keep a source of oxygen nearby, whether it's a ship or something that you could get into to keep your oxygen up. You were really good at um, searching the larger ship wreckages. I could find my way around easier, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I would panic after I would open like two doors. Because you'd have <laughs> to open them with your laser cutter. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing that bothered me is if you were going either straight up or straight down, usually straight up, it would reorient your camera. And then I wouldn't know where i just came from yeah because it it would spin me around yeah so you're trying to or it's trying to orient you the direction you're going but you don't realize that you took a right for instance it makes it seem like you're going up again yeah and i might have 150 seconds of oxygen but i'm still panicked when i'm down to 120 going i don't know which way i came from (laughs) so other gameplay there's crafting is huge that's probably the biggest mechanic in the game Mm -hmm. um i have mixed bag feelings about it eat Started out really good, and then the more you discovered, it almost became an overload. It was a chore after a while. Yeah, and the chore part wasn't that the crafting pieces were unfair; it's that you never had an opportunity to really expand your inventory. Oh yeah. So your base inventory on your character never really expands. It's it's really large, and you can take and put storage units on your ships that you take out, but they're not very large storage units. They don't stack, and then there's some items that take up four slots for one of it. That's, yeah, and so you just, when you're trying to get specific things and you have to go out multiple times for different pieces when you can't do it in a single run, Mm -hmm. and you know what you need and you know where they are, it just, it's, a lot of hours are wasted just trying to craft. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. Especially when you see your bases build, you get to build new exciting machines to travel in. But on the same token, after a while, it just, it just, it it was too much for us to take towards. I would say like that the is three, what, the two thirds. That's point. what what you said when we hit that twenty hour mark. We just hit a wall where we're like, we we have to just beat this. And I think we just forced our way through this crafting. We did, and that's we've been on a two almost a two week hiatus from video games, other than some Animal Crossing, just to detox I'm, a little I'm, bit. I'm from still doing it. my Animal Crossing, which I'm very burnt out on. And then they just did the Halloween, Halloween. update, and now I'm like, well, okay, now I have to continue. <laughs> playing Animal Crossing because I want all the Halloween stuff. But yeah, so we've been on a little detox, but that's not a bad thing. I just think it would have felt better on a computer than it would on the PS4. Definitely. And one of the things you do get to do is you get to build your own uh, underwater bases. Yep, yep. Which are really cool. You can find so many different pieces. I never did build in my second base that I made. The observatory where I was going to put my bed. It Mm -hmm. was like an all-glass observatory. I was going to put it up above the scanner room. (laughs) 
<laughs> because why not? Yeah, and so you can build these elaborate bases and make cool uses of uh, cool. You can make them feel very luxurious, but also there's utility. So you like a scanner room, so you can scan for the materials you're looking for. Yeah. You can build lockers. That's how you get more of the storage for it, everything you're mining, basically. But even those fill up quick they after do. a while. And you burn through your materials so, so fast. fast. I think we used so over 5,000 titanium in our oh playthrough. Oh my gosh, so much titanium. We were we had too much copper at one point, and then we had no copper for a long time. Yeah, you just burn through your materials really fast. Um our other problem was that I had, you know, my starting base towards the beginning area, towards your life pod, which you can't, I don't think you can move at all. No. And then we built a secondary base in a more dangerous area. What, was it the cave, cove tree? No, so that's, no, the first base you built was... No, the second base I built. It's called the cove tree, and that's actually the safety zone It is there. the safety zone in... But it's it dangerous that? to get there. It is very dangerous to get there. That's on the... Not the algae river. What's the, the dumb it, name it's for a hidden, it? It's the hidden river, but it's it's a brine river. Basically, brine river, yes. Basically, a big salt deposits. So I had one there and one towards the beginning of the game. And a lot of the tech that you need to build towards the latter half of the game, you get in that area by the cove tree. So it was smart to build our base there. But the problem was we would put it all in storage there and then didn't have a good way to get back to it when we went back to the other base. Yeah, we never really made a good transport system between point A and point B. No. So it was just, it it was cumbersome. Uh, Ultimately, I don't really fault the game for the crafting. I just think it's the limitations for the feel of the PS4 that we... It's not the PS4's fault. I just don't think it felt good on a controller. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, there's harder difficulties, and by harder, I mean you can... There's a mode where if you die, you stay dead, and you'd have to start all over. And then there's another one where you can you can have hunger and thirst, so you have to eat and drink in the game. And we found a lot of the stuff for that, uh, but since we weren't playing, it was just wasted space, so we'd always just drop those items. Like, you could find purified water... Or the fiber bars. Yeah, make food. You can make food. You're supposed to catch fish and cook them and eat them to yeah. get how or get take care of your hunger and thirst. It's an extra layer. We didn't feel like playing like that. We just wanted to. That probably would have made it a lot more terrifying for me if you had to monitor three different gauges rather yeah. than just your health. Yeah, and your oxygen. Yeah. <sighs> it's uh, people. A lot of people play that way though, so it, it seems like it would be a fun way to play the game. If you're in for a little bit more of an adventurous run, mm-hmm. you can turn that on so you have to eat and drink as well as do everything else. Yes. So I think that would be okay. Uh, and then there's a lot of different enemy types. Yes. And by that, I mean there's the exploding fish, and then there's different... Sizes, uh, there's these shark, different types of sharks that'll attack you. And then there's the Leviathan class monsters. There's yes. some friendly ones. There's those big floating island ones that look like big mana rays, like, like Aldrazi. Magic did, the Gathering I reference did, for anyone who does not know what I, we're talking about. I did call look them Eldrazi constantly because there were also floating islands at one point. So we were in like an underwater Zendikar. Yeah. And or then, like Tolaria after it was destroyed. <laughs> one of the times that it was destroyed. If you're not a magic nerd, just look up some phrases. Yeah. Look up Eldrazi and just imagine that floating underwater. Just look up like Emrakul. <laughs> and that, that was floating underwater, basically. <laughs> was basin. floating underwater, but not evil. It was just there. Yeah. And then... The ones that are the worst, though, were the Reaper Leviathans. Those terrified they you the, more than they terrified well, me. Well, they were the most aggressive enemy type. Yes. 
they chased you for a lot farther. And when they got a hold of you, what they do is they swim past you and then they grab you from behind. Those were jump scares, definitely. And then they take your ship and they just destroy the crap out of it. We did watch that happen in your game once. Yeah, it grabbed my ship and just (laughs) ate it. And so I swam away very fast. And then I had to rebuild my sea moth and I was very depressed. So I added an electrical defense system to the next one. Yeah, that one was the best. You could charge up a little electric discharge and it would scare enemies away. It wouldn't kill them, but it would scare them away. Yes. And that was super helpful. But there are different enemy types. The bigger the ones, the faster they kill you. Mm-hmm. The Reaper Leviathan is pretty much one hit. If it grabs you, it just eats you. Yes, we did not get one hit killed. No, we only drowned. That's the only way we died in the in the yes. game is we only drowned. I think we only died three times Two. in my game. Just two. I thought there was a third time. Nope, there was... Was that your game? No, I we died once inside a shaft and once in a cave, and that was it. Every, everything else, we didn't die after that. Oh, okay. They were both... Maybe I dreamed that I was playing <laughs> that game. <laughs> <laughs> we played so much of this game. It, it was like, normally, because you work until 6.30, then mm-hmm. we eat dinner, we have showers, and we play with the dog outside, and usually we try to not go downstairs to crash on the couch until like after 8, and while we were playing Subnautica, we were like, okay, 6.55, let's go play. Yeah, we played <laughs> until 10, 10.30 most of the time. We stayed up late for us, like, and on work days. Yeah, so it was... Uh... We were invested, though. Yeah, it was it was fun. It's a testament, really. We're, it sounds like we're complaining a lot. This game is actually very good. I would. I need a couple more months of detox from it, but I would replay it. Yeah, and so I would have to say our main dislike is something you mentioned earlier. It is not optimized for the PlayStation Four. No, there was uh, one point in the latter half again where we were just trying to power through, where we found another alien base, and we were getting ready to leave, and you were playing, and I just fell through the map. You just fell through the map and kept falling and could not get up. So we had to start over. We lost like 45 minutes of gameplay and you were like, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was livid at that point because we'd done yeah. so much work and then we just fell through the map. And you couldn't get out. And I've fallen through the map a couple times, but one time I caught myself. Yes. So I was able to get out of the thing, but it just, it was very glitchy in that way. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful in that. And, for most, I'd say 85% of it, it was fine. Yeah, it was really those, uh, the caves around the cove tree. Those where caves it, were just awful. Yeah, there was one point where I was, you know, on autopilot going through to get to my base. And you were like, uh, you're about to go into the wall that has not generated yet. And, and I it, had to it, stop and turn around. <laughs> yeah, if you don't pay attention, it, it, it just takes longer to render on the PS4. Yeah. Uh, I know the PlayStation 5 is working to eliminate that rendering issue, but the PlayStation 4 was not optimized for this PC game. There's a lot of stuff rendering in this game. Yeah. It's very detailed. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the environments you get into, they're terrifying. Yes. But they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot to load, and the, even in the PS4 Pro, it just, it sometimes it just took too long to load. You have to, I almost set the controller down a couple times and just... Went away for two minutes. I went to get a snack. Yeah, I get a snack and wait to let it load, and then it, it everything loads up, and then it's fine. So, I would say uh, it, you can play it on the PlayStation Four. It's not unplayable. No, but it is definitely better suited for a uh, computer. Yeah, don't expect it to be you know seamless transitions or <clears throat> it was. Um, 
boarding into not necessarily the sea moth, but the cyclops, which is the giant submarine that you build, or going in and out of your life pod would sometimes Lag. I would say I would say fifty percent of the time, like you'd go hit the button X to enter, and you would just freeze for two seconds, and then you would just be inside. There was no like smooth Cl- transition. You yeah, see you yourself just, climbing. You pick yourself in. up. Yeah. So there was a. Uh... Definitely some issues with the iteration, and I know that they're working on it and making it better. But all in all, good game. Yes. Uh, always could use some improvement, but we really did enjoy our time there. Even when we say we're powerfuling through, we 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 wanted to see the end of it. We did want to beat the game and see the end of the game. Yes. Which was very good. It was. It was very humorous. It was. <laughs> so I re- I really do recommend this game. I, I mean, out of ten. What would you give it? I would probably give it an 8. That's a fair score. I was going to say like a 7, 5, 8. Yeah. It's, it's in that range. And it, if, so let's say they didn't have any of the glitching issues. What would you give it then? Probably like an 8.5. Okay. And then if you felt like this. So the one other thing that drove us nuts. Sorry, I'm going backwards. No, that's there, fine. Is you had to keep switching out your main items that you used. Oh, On the task yes, bar. Yes. If they had fixed that. And the glitching, I'd give this game a 9 out of 10. So you, to e- explain what Matt is talking about, um, you have five like quick items assigned to you at the bottom. And to assign different ones, because you needed more than just the five. You mm-hmm. know, a third of the way through the game, you needed six or seven. There's a repulsion weapon, your sea glide, which is the thing that makes you swim faster. Yes. A, a laser cutter. A knife. A knife, a... Repair gun. Repair gun. A terrain generator. Yes. Laser, did we see laser cutter already? I don't think so. Laser cutter. That's seven at least right there. Yeah. And we never really used the flashlight at all. There's a flashlight. That would have been useful, I think, actually. Yeah. We usually ended up using the sea glider. As a light. Because a light on it. Yep. And you usually care about two, carry two extra batteries with you. Yeah, to swap out for power. So that's a lot of your inventory alone. But for the quick item things, the only way to assign them was to go into your storage and then just hit X, and they would just go to the very first slot and kick something out. You couldn't, like, assign them specific slots. Usually it would give you let you assign a slot, and this game just didn't no. let you do it. So if it was a computer, again, it's just optimized to just say, I want this here, 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 yes. here. In your quick slots, you probably can have any number of them. On the PlayStation 4, you get five. Yeah. And you constantly need to switch between seven or eight yes. different things. And you can't say where you want them to go. So you might need your sleek gla- sli- glider. Sea <laughs> <laughs> glider. But it's not there. You need like your sea glider and you want like the laser cutter because you're trying to get into a ship underwater as fast as possible. But there's four items between those. So you either have to cycle through to make those two sit next to each other mm-hmm. or just kind of deal with the space between them and freak out a little on the inside yeah and so it's just you're opening your inventory way too much and i wish you didn't have to do that again i still say seven five is a very fair score i feel like we did a lot of complaining and i it was a really really fun game i had a lot of game was incredible Uh, the goods far outweigh the bad yes the good stuff about this game especially the beauty of the game the plot is very good the swimming mechanics. The music is terrifying. It's amazing, though. It is so it's good. It's some of the best music in a video game I've heard in a long time. At one point, when we finally started looking things up for how to craft things to move forward in the game, probably the halfway point we needed, what, they weren't 
blood capsules. Yeah, they, basically they were, the blood pods. Basically. Blood pods, yeah. And we made it like to that area that had them, and it just went to like super dark, like bass, angry drums kind of music. And I was like, what the hell is about to come after me? Yeah. I'm going to grab two of these and leave. Yeah, it just it's very haunting <laughs> yes. in those areas. And it, it was, was it, it is called the ghost, uh, the ghost field, so... Yes. Or the blood fields. I don't remember if it's blood or ghost fields. Hold on. I'm just going to Google it. And while she's looking up, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly say that it, our scores stand. Yeah. They're about the same. Uh, I really do recommend you play the game. If you only have the PS4 version, don't be discouraged. It's still worth giving a shot. It's out. the blood kelp zone. The blood kelp zone. Yeah. It's, they, when people classify the game, they classify them in zones. Yes. So if you're looking up where to go and how to get there... There's a lot of helpful guides out there that'll get you there. Somebody's comment on Reddit is, The Blood Kelp Zone is definitely my favorite biome in Subnautica. It is the only biome that is truly unsettling. That is fair. It is very fair. <laughs> well, uh, with that, we are. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can email us at gamingmarriage at gmail.com or on Twitter uh, at gamingmarriage. Uh, we'd like to hear your feedback. If you have anything you would like us to play next, uh, let us know. We'd be happy to take a look at those. We're playing Little Nightmares next. Yeah, well, next. Little. Next. Little. It's <laughs> Little Nightmares. Uh, it's a little spooky episode. It is. We started it and then haven't really continued. And then we got to a very creepy point and you were like, I'm good. <laughs> so, so far, yeah, quick spoiler alert. Yes. It's high tension, not jump scare. Yes. But it's really good. Yes. So we will uh, we'll come back with some little nightmare news uh, yes. next time and look forward to a little Halloween episode, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.